Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my purple co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast. I said podcast. Podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today we'll be discussing every album by The Blood Brothers. The who, Alex? The Blood Brothers. <sighs> this is requested on Patreon by our good friend Hillary. Hillary is one of the few, very few IRL friends that has requested something for us to, to cover here on yes. Patreon. Yes. One, one of two, maybe. One of the nicest people I've known. One of the, the, yeah, one of the best people that we know, for sure. This by far <laughs> the meanest thing she's ever done to me. Uh, uh, oh, I love it. I love already not hiding shit. Because I had no... I thought you were a fan. No. Uh, uh, dude, on the, on the fuck... When we, we posted a schedule on Patreon, and this was among... You know, this was mm-hmm. on there. She's like, oh, hell yeah. Also, I'm sorry. I was like, why are you sorry? Why are you sorry? What are you sorry for? I've seen them live. They're not that bad. Yeah. And then I listened to the albums. And I don't, I don't, I like them. Mm. I like them. Mm. But there's a lot of asterisks and caveats and and, and, and stipulations in stables and wrestling matches and whatnot. (laughs) There's all kinds of shit. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know where this episode is going to go, but I'm excited. Let's go in places. Oh boy. If you want to help us support us, if you like us, like the video, if you like it, dislike it. If you hate your mother, it's the only reason you dislike a video on YouTube. Leave comments if you want. Leave your, your picks for best and worst. If you want to play along, you can also subscribe, yada, yada, yada. Tell a friend, yada, 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 yada. Um, it helps us out. And you can also find a Spotify playlist link on the Blood Brothers in the description. We got plays associated with every episode for the most part. You can find all those at everyalbumever.com. Uh, and like like we just said, patreon.com slash every album ever. That's the place you go if you want bonus episodes, super duper, super duper 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 early access to the Loose Ends episodes, 20% off all our merch. You get to see our schedules in advance, like we just said. Uh, you get to vote on polls to decide who we're, co- who we're covering next. We're almost done with the next poll, Alex. That's right. Still getting excited. Still going getting, in a favor, favorable direction. It sure is. Okay. It sure is, at least for the as the recording of this thing. And if you're tier two, if you're if you're bigger than Jesus, just like Hillary, you can request uh, any artist you want uh, you want us to, to hear us shit on or love or whatever it is that we do here, uh, within reason. All right, they can't. It's not gonna no twenty album, thirty album discographies, no Prince discographies, Alex. No. Uh, but for the most part, uh, we will cover it, and it's a good time. And go do that, and rad, and rad, and rad, and rad. Uh, okay, Blood Brothers. So you knew, I'm sure, I'm certain you knew them way before I knew them. Yes, this is, uh, this takes me back. I feel, not all my friends, but a good amount of friends like them. Yeah. And I never understood why. I see. Oh, okay, okay. And I went into this episode, like, with age, I can admit, maybe I was too hard on some bands, like, I actually think AFI is a pretty okay band now as an adult. I'm making a lot of enemies with the, on this episode, Alex. <laughs> Where before... You know, AFI is not too bad. Fuck the blood... Br- pretty much. Um, and you know what? The Blood Brothers would maybe be a cool, weird band I would like, but Johnny Whitney is by hands down... One of the worst, most annoying vocalists to ever do it. Okay, so let me, I thought it was Jordan 
No, Jordan is the the guy who looks more British. Johnny is the more effeminate guy. Johnny's the one with the high voice. Yes. I thought that was Jordan. No. Jo- My notes are filled with shit talking of Jordan because I thought that's who it was. No, no. So I hate Johnny then. Yes. Oh, well, we hate Johnny. We hate Johnny. And y- you know, you're right because he <laughs> is truly one of the worst singers that I... Like, it's not even it's, that it's not, it's not even that it's high pitch. No, it's not it's not cuz I mean I hate Cedric but you like Cedric. I so like Cedric and you know even a Getty Lee is is fine. I don't I don't give a fuck about high voices. I don't mind <laughs> I don't mind high voices at all. I don't mind any kind of voice as long as I like whatever it is they're doing. He's not even a bad singer. He chooses to do the things that he does. It is the whininess in which it is delivered. It it's it's so much more than whiny. We're already I like the band, but it's it's whiny coupled with uh like like cat squeals mm, coupled yep. with r- screeching. Yes. And I don't mean like cool black metal shrieking. I mean no. it's like yeah. It's like not even that. Not even that. That, <laughs> that was, was more like, HR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. HR is also cool. Yeah. But it's all that coupled with the whininess. And I, then you get Jordan, I guess, who is the biggest Biggest Guy Pachota copycat I have heard in my entire life. <laughs> oh my god! It's a coincidence that Guy actually produces one of their albums, but uh, maybe not a coincidence. But uh, I, I mean, I mean, holy shit! The, the offers are seen at the same time. Yeah. So what it ends up coming across as this abomination fusion of Guy Pachota and Cedric that just also sucks. Yeah. It's like you get these two really unique vocalists, and you think you would get this crazy. It's just. Really annoying. Yeah. I like the music so much, though. Like, excluding all of that. That's the problem. And uh, I I had seen it before, but I looked it up after I did all my listening. Uh, Two Minutes to Late Night Guy, Gorsinio Hall did a review of Crimes. Yeah. And he's like, the problem with this band is for every annoying vocal choice they make, there is equally cool riffs. Equally, and I, in my opinion, in many opinions, it, in, in many areas, I'm like, fuck it, I'll take it. I'll take the fucking stupid vocals because this riff is so goddamn cool. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, Morgan, uh, Mark, and what's the guitar play? Cody. Oh, Cody, Cody, yeah. Like, they have, the, all of them guys. have the most kind of cool, well, except for Henderson's not that cool. Votolato? Votolato. Cody yeah. Votolato. What? Cody Votolato. Is there a funner name to say in the world? Cody Votolato. No. Cody Votolato. Ah, who ate all the gabagool? <laughs> and uh, Mark is, uh, uh, was Gajadar? Gajadar? I think it's Gajadar. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Indian. Um, and then, yeah, like how many... Indian American dudes are in like post hardcore bands. So uh, the dude from Def Heaven is not Indian, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Is. I'm not sure, but yeah, just to like how unique they are, and then yeah, like, yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's very, very rare. And then it's funny because like Morgan looks like the dude from TV on the radio, but uh, they're different people. I swear. So oh, <laughs> well, you heard it. Alex says it. Alex says it. Although I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. Good point. So, Good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fucking, there's so many things I really, truly love about this band, and, and and my introduction to them was their reunion show. Mm-hmm. I got a free ticket, and That's I right. didn't even know who they were. I didn't. I, I didn't know anybody. I, mean, I knew one person I went with, but everyone else was in a foreign group of people with a foreign band, and 
And I was like, this, I get it. It's cool. The singer looked, I kept, we kept joking that he looked like Haley Joe Osment now because he got, he gained a lot oh, of I weight. Oh, I bet. I bet. Uh, and he was like, he's very squealy and whiny. But, but in that context, it, it wasn't, his vocals weren't annoying. He, it just seemed like he was a I, screamer. Probably because he's older and can't hit them. Well, it, it wasn't that he wasn't hitting high notes. Yeah. It was just, you couldn't hear, at least if you weren't familiar with the songs and then in the context of a, of a, of a big giant live show and super loud and chaotic, I couldn't hear the actual choices sure. that he was making. It is, it, it is cacophonous at times too. It is. But when it's, and like the later albums, when it's produced super well, you know exactly what he's choosing to do. And oh, like, oh, dude. He's hitting every note. He, all the all the vocal cho- all the notes that he's choosing to hit are so goddamn abrasive and just they're just wrong notes everywhere and it's all intentional. I just hate the choices. I f- I hate it so. And then also the thing that like really did it was I was like I don't like these vocals, but my friends like them. I think I went to watch him at Amoeba, and I don't know what his stage presence is like these days, but his stage presence in his prime. I was like, I want, I want to punch that guy in the face real badly. You, whoa, you, whoa, 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 hold on. I wasn't expecting it to go that way. What do you mean? Why? Why? It was just so annoying. Wait, what was annoying about it? What was he doing that's annoying? Just like the like. Air guitar. No, this like the effeminate like T-Rex arm things. A lot of these like scene singer like. <laughs> oh, okay. That is pretty annoying. It's just. Uh, oh, yeah. It, this like the whole and another thing like Gorsinia was like, they kind of help birth like modern scene aesthetic like emo scene even though it's arguably not even emo music no no i mean musically it's so fucking crazy good but like the fucking like uh like ambiguous like spiky hair the eyeliner he i you know i didn't know because it was this an awash of things at the time growing up but he's like yeah it was the blood brother he's like they they, they started all that I like i didn't know that holy shit another good comparison he had was like oh yeah all the black all your black belts went to white and like uh, uh, that whole like aesthetic we so know they- is seen all the shit that i hated growing up yeah. that i was like oh you fucking dorks Oh, it's because of this band. And, and goddamn, musically, they're so fucking talented. Like, holy, I mean, holy oh, shit. They, some of the, the most inventive, crazy, mathy shit. Like, goddamn. Uh, yeah, it's such a roller coaster of emotions later on. But I, I, I had a different experience. It, mine was a, a steady rev up in, in, in quality. Like, everything I, just kept getting better and better for me. Uh, like I said, I have mixed feelings. But it is. I, I get what you're saying, yeah, but yeah. but it is odd because the first, uh, not counting the EP, the first mm-hmm. two records are twenty minutes. Dude, <laughs> like they are full on. Like we're gonna get, we're gonna get in, get out. Fucking, we're done. And then uh, within one album, these are hour long albums, the mm-hmm. same kind of songs, but just they're just way longer. It's it's like a, that's it's not that the. They didn't take this just giant stylistic shift. It's just the shift was now these songs are everything is double. Yeah. It, I, they don't necessarily feel double, I don't think, but it's just that's a crazy that's a that's a big jump. Yeah, I feel like the jump from like March to Crimes is big, but then Burn Piano Island Burn like having that in between 
doesn't make the jump seem that crazy. It's I felt I felt the jump was crazy with that one. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, uh, especially especially because it only it came out the following year. Like I don't know, it, it felt pretty wild to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But already we already we've said some 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 wild things. Uh, how can you fucking deny it? He sucks. I mean, it's, I don't get it, dude. Like, I mean, even if, like fans have been, you can't say like, no. How could you not like his voice? You know why we don't like his voice? Oh, it's, it's annoying. It's annoying by choice. And then like, I had no idea this was a thing. And I hate to keep like quoting Orsinio, but like. Like, I had no idea, like, sascore and queercore was a thing. I never heard those terms until right now. Th- they're, like, credited under uh-huh. the genres. I probably shouldn't have put my hand up because the camera. Um, <laughs> You're fine. But, uh, yeah, I had no idea those things existed yeah, until never, never I heard, heard like, Gorsinio and then going on the Wikipedia and seeing that. So it's just, like, it's weird, mm. like, how they have their hands and, like, a lot of things. And they kind of this burn bright real quick and yeah the the vocals are just it's it's too much of a hurdle for me to ever listen to these albums on my own uh-huh. and like gun to my head if i there there's only like no that's not, uh whatever i'll talk about each album when we get there i'm for sure for i'm sure. flabbergasted like you said uh, th- this is the i mean so okay if you're a if you're a fan of of mathy proggy crazy shit, the the vocals are just latch on to. But the thing is, the vocals are just what down the middle, a deal breaker or not a deal breaker. Yeah, that's just what they are. Yeah, and for me, they are a deal breaker. Like even though I I found myself like loving shit, like this mm. is so fucking good. If you're always thinking about the vocals, like I mean, for, I mean, you know, maybe for one or two albums, let me say two albums. They are not a deal breaker. Like I think the albums are so good that I don't even give, don't even give a fuck. Oh but shit! Even like like other stuff where I'm writing down like this is great, this is awesome. Hate his fucking voice. Like those songs are ruined for me, even though they're good songs. Later on, I can forgive it, but like it got, for a while, it got to a point where like a normal person, like you said, they're deal breakers or they're not. But like. Yeah, when you're reviewing it, you almost have to ignore or like talk about it in depth. You you have to ignore them at a certain point. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to be a broken record. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and especially because they're the only thing that kind of doesn't change in the band or doesn't or don't evolve in the band. I disagree. Really? I think they get better. I think they get way better. They do change a little bit, but compared to the music, like let me spoiler alert i'm gonna say his vocals start taller i could tolerate them Uh, on the first album and they progressively get more annoying well the music starts off kind of generic and gets more interesting so that's why i have i I do disagree yeah i I think i think everything ever across the board gets better and better and better that's why i have the, the extremely mixed feelings all right down all right. the line because okay, i'm like okay. they're good they're good musicians they are and that's they're wild yeah all right so let's uh let's talk a little little bit about the band so uh we got we got some some stuff here from our our boy tom osman our history guy uh don't forget to follow him on all social media all instagram twitter and facebook at tom osman sounds as well as his substack tom 
And uh, don't forget to check out his debut album, So Much for All in a Day's Work, which you can find on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple, all the places. Links, uh, links, links in the description for all of his stuff. So do that. Good dude. Helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, he's got... Okay, so he has a, a, bunch, of, a bunch of interviews uh, with Jordan. Um, two interviews with Jordan. One with, uh, with Morgan. And then... Uh, yeah, some other websites like this, a fan website apparently I think is like really, really janky and in, in broken English, which is I find it oh, pretty funny. Probably like from another country. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, but. Oh, yeah. There's Morgan. Not. I swear that's not the guy from TV. Oh, right. Radio. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. So the, the, the they started out as um, all the, the original members, Jordan, Johnny, Mark, uh, Morgan and Devin Welch. Uh, who uh, I forget who it was that wanted to do some stuff with him after Blood Brothers. I think it was. Uh, I think they, it was um, they have a mi- they have like a million bands that started after Blood Brothers. Broke yeah, up. yeah, yeah. A bunch of split bands. Like, like I, it might have been Mark and Morgan went back with with Devin or something like that. Um, and let's see. There's so this is from Tom. Um, and he says um, the band was formed in 1997 by then teenagers and vocalist Jordan Jordan Blilly. Man, I'm going to have trouble saying that. Joe Billy, Johnny Whitney, who would serve as keyboardist, as well as drummer Mark uh, Gajadar. Three were short, shortly joined by bassist and keyboardist Morgan Henderson and guitarist David Welch. Uh, and then, yeah, after the, the first seven-inch, Cody uh, would, would uh, replace Welch. And it would, it would hang out till the end, hang out to the very end. So there's not like a whole lot of history there. And um, I don't have Dick on the first EP, but... Uh, might as well jump into all the stuff. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, unless you got more info, because like, no, 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 no. It's pretty, I, it's I, I was gonna say, yeah, I was surprised about the lack of of uh, information on this band. Yeah, yeah. And partially why I did nothing but quote Quarcino <laughs> Hall because in that three minute, <laughs> he did it in that three minute video. He yeah did a good job. So hell yeah, uh, yeah. So the the first. Might as well just jump into all the stuff. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna be covering um, what is it? Seven records total or six? Seven? S- no, no, six. I'm I'm, I'm S- an idiot. Six records total. Uh, first first record came out in 1997. Last one 2006. Uh, yeah, they had a reunion in uh, 2014. I I couldn't believe that that's how long it's been since that that show. I was like, it wasn't 2014. They must have reunited again after yeah. that. Nope. It, it was that long ago. It does feel like my friendship with you, like I met you yesterday, no matter how much time It's been passes. like a decade. Yeah. It's been a fucking That's decade. insane. Crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, but yeah, so we might as well jump into it. We're going to be covering, uh, yeah, the, the first EP as well as the five studio albums. And I guess here we go. The first EP, uh, it's not streaming. You can find it on YouTube. You can probably find it in other places, but... Uh, here it is, 1997's The Blood Brothers EP. So I don't know who that is. I, I, think, I, I think that's Johnny. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, it's Jordan, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Johnny's doing a screen. So immediately I was enraged. <laughs> Oh, really? I was so... I hated this. <laughs> I was... Sure. Yeah. It's so funny like that. Yeah. I hate that style of punk vocal mm. so much. Okay. Yeah. 
I think I was just like anything that's not the high pitch whiny stuff. I'll, I'll I'll tolerate. I prefer him screaming like this. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. But on later tracks, it's mixed so badly that it fucking hurts. Actually, hurts my ears. And it sounds like it sounds like dick. <laughs> yeah. So this is like the simplest song they'll do for a while. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, understandably very chaotic and noisy and garagey. It's, it's a demo quality EP. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, you know, for what it is, uh, like a short four song EP that's just kind of, well, not any now it's old, but you know, at the time, maybe like, oh, this is like new punk. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Worthy's favorite. Wow. Yeah, I don't like this EP. I was worried. Wow. I know they get better. I know yeah. they, they develop and they eventually get better production, I guess. But this, like that song, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't. I, I get it. I love, I'm a fucking obsessed with hardcore punk. But yeah. it's just, it, I, already the vocals I knew were going to be a problem <laughs> from, mm. from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I was surprised that it wasn't the, what I know as the Blood Brothers. Yeah. Because yeah, I have not heard this EP or the first two albums. And then, so yeah, I thought, you know, I don't know who this is for other than like hardcore fans of the band. It's not like something people need to rush out and listen to. But yeah, I just thought it was pretty like, well, to me, inoffensive. It's not, no, it's not even that bad. And I I thought it was rough when I first heard it, but uh, I did very much hear like all oh, this there's obviously potential these guys are obviously gonna get better yeah and it's not even that bad and I, I, I think honestly, that's what it works is like you can hear it and you can kind of envision yeah. like okay they can grow it's sloppy and it's produced super badly but it, you know there's something there and it's not that the songs are bad like red, red blood american girls is the only song i actually don't like on the ep there's only four songs i like the other three songs but the sh- the drawbacks ruined the whole experience like i think they're good songs i like the songs but the vocals they're really really dog shit like this is i'm not offended by bad production but the way it's mixed is just like it fucking it's hard to listen to yeah uh and then so like uh the second track is while the party while the party was kissing um i actually was like oh this is this is hard to make with the riffs because the production production is so bad but there are some really unexpected arrangement choices i, I think mm-hmm. it's very ferocious it's very cool I, I actually like this and then one two three four act two now you're the bitch comes on i am baffled I was like i did not see that coming that's the best song on this i think so yeah i think so too it's they it has like a killer like drum intro it's like weird it's just it is it is an outlier. There's like a part that even sounds like new metal a little bit. It's so strange. There's shakers. There's a really groovy bass line, uh, and then yeah, then it gets really big and loud. Uh, painful to listen to in spots for sure. But I didn't see it coming. So my that's when I was like, my ears are perked. Okay, okay, I like yeah. I like them as musicians at least because they're not doing. Th- I'm not. I, I have no idea they were going to do this. Very cool. It won me over in the end. It has problems. I think as a song, but. Uh, Johnny's screams are like the the stock cougar sound effect. Like on here, they're so cat like. Yeah, and they will get more cat like. I think in the future, but at the gate, like holy shit, this is piercing. It's like it fucking hurts. I yeah, I don't 
mind his vocals as much on this and the next one. Like, I was just like, oh, shit. Uh, maybe I could tolerate this. Ah, you were wrong. I was. Yeah. Uh, the last track is Blood Bank, which at first I was like, this is this is rough. And it's over immediately. And it has like the worst production on the EP. But some of those riffs are just too fucking cool. There are some like creepy choices made on there. Yeah. Great, great fucking riffs on there. Uh, especially like in the slower breakdown section of it. It's hard to make out, but they're fucking cool riffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it won me over also. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not even like it's a bad EP, but it was like, this is, this is rough. And then listening to everything like this is clearly, this is clearly, I can't, I can't. I'm never going to go back to this ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't. Again, willingly not going back to anything, but you know, it was over quick. I though the the Jordan vocals don't annoy me as much as they annoy you. Yeah. So I thought this was just a fine little this is a fine little EP. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and it's only like eight minutes long. It's pretty it's, it's pretty over short. yeah, it's over before you know it. But time for their first actual record. Uh yeah, this came out in 2000. Uh, a few years later, this is This Adultery is Ripe. I don't mind this either. I, I was like, do I like this song? And then I, I do. I do too. Yeah, I do too. So well, I need uh, annoying, but it's it's up it's up full bitch mode. Yeah, he sounds more like um, uh, student from adolescence. I forget his fucking name. Oh yeah, that's out of my that's out of my wheelhouse. Tony Cadena. I didn't have to look oh, yeah. it up. I remember as soon as I looked it up. Tony Cadena. Is it Tony? <laughs> I gotta always be sure. I don't have to look it up. Ghost and looks it up. <laughs> I gotta be thorough. Tony Reflex, but his name is Tony Cadena. Nope. His name is Tony Reflex. Suing him with Tony Cadena. Yeah, yeah. Suing him. Is that the whole song? Yeah, Almost. Pretty much. Almost. Close enough. Uh, yeah, uh, I feel like this is kind of a bitch move, but I'm just going to give this personal favorite. Interesting. Just because it was the smoothest, easiest listening. It's 21 minutes. For me. <laughs> short as hell. <laughs> and like, yeah, not full bitch vocals. It went down real smooth and easy for me. And then to my surprise, produced by fucking Matt Bayless. Who, Matt Bayless. Dude, fucking like amazing well yeah one of my favorite producers and i had no idea he worked with them so like dude i didn't know who matt bayless was until i until this because oh, of Tom, shit. because of tom's yeah. notes here fucking so if anybody doesn't know matt bayless he was the final member of minus the bear mm-hmm. but he left <laughs> after the only good album <laughs> i've never listened to them so sorry yeah. hold on uh sorry i'll i'll i i will i am gonna get juicy in the gossip about yeah, that yeah. one but uh, yeah, he also did Isis, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Botch, Mastodon, Fall of Troy, uh, Burnt by the Sun, Norma Jean. Like, motherfucker has got a, a resume. Yes. But minus the bear, uh, I only got into one album, which was uh, uh, Menos del Oso, which I think it's April. It's, it's just minus the bear, but in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most incredibly, incredib- incredibly impressive guitar records. Just like 
guitar is making sounds you would never imagine a guitar is making and, and it's super impressive and it, it, the vocals are pretty fucking mm-hmm. and whiny not whiny but like just like ugh, this come there for the you're rest. a hot guy trying to sound hot like, that's what it sounds like <laughs> uh, it's pretty bad but the record is very fucking cool after that they became a bad band oh, now i understand okay. why is matt Her- bayless also also I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna give out any names, but I did know someone who who had been on tour with them. Apparently, they were fucking horrible people. Mm, <laughs> horrible mm. people. I'm not gonna say any, any specific names of the of the members of the band or who told me, but goddamn, I'm glad I didn't like the music after that though. Oh boy, uh, but that's great. So he he, uh, I guess he co-produced this. I don't know. Um, well, he was him and who else? You know, I'm gonna look it up right here on the uh, wiki. Um, or does it say? Oh, it and the Blood Brothers. <laughs> that the makes blood. sense. Yeah. yeah, him and the Blood Brothers. And the, Which, and the shit. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, very short. It, it, it's, it's, it's a progression. It is an obvious progression. These are crazier fucking songs. There's nothing even remarkable here. It's just, like, it's fine. And I had a, a decent time with it. I enjoyed it. The vocals did... It, start to immediately get on my nerves like the intro to dr doctor Mm, yeah oh like so far people have heard some but they don't like this is the beginning of the of the annoying whininess this is the beginning of it i'm gonna play some dr doctor yeah yeah that's john that's johnny yeah yeah, he sucks. I hate Johnny. Yeah, so he goes on for a while. That's the beginning. That's the beginning, though. But the song gets great. It's a very cool song. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a conflicting song, man, because I fucking hate that so much. But my God, is it is it fucking rule in the middle? It fucking mm. rules. Ah, oh, goddamn it! Uh, you can also tell they're very, very young here when you get to a song like James Brown, where it's just like only only young people have energy to record a a song that chaotic in nature. It is absolutely hideous. Yes. It is not for everyone, and it's not even objectively good. But I appreciate it, sure. especially that that shift in the latter half of it. Yeah. That, so that's another thing. Like they're, they're pretty. Mathy, they're mm-hmm. pretty mathy and almost math core e because uh, it's not like full on you're, you're counting all the things you're doing like a like a Dillinger, but uh, the the way songs will just become a different song in the middle and then it'll become a different song not long after that and then then it'll go back to the, the first section and then like oh that's what ties it all together. The the shifts are are blindsiding, yes. crazy blindsiding. Yes, insanely fast album. Um, yeah, even like ventures in the metal a little bit on Mutiny on the Ark of the Blood Brothers. Oh, yeah. It's uh, like a little metal breakdown there, which is funny. The way uh, Johnny looks, if you just saw him, as you'd be like, this band probably does a hundred breakdowns. And I will say, I do, again, I do appreciate they look like it. But the music is not not like that, not basic at not all. Not like that at all. It is way more interesting. It's way better. And so, Muni on the Ark of the Blood Brothers is a good example of how I feel about the most most of the album, if not all of it. Uh, 
I basically adore the second half of every song here and I'm lukewarm on the first <laughs> half. Because that's, that's how different the second half, like that's how different the, 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 the turns are. Yes. When they fucking change it up in the middle of a song, it changes. Like, holy shit. Also, to do this in <laughs> like the longest tr- acts on here are three minutes, 30 seconds, basically. Yeah. yeah. To do this in like three minute, two minute songs is pretty it's, nuts. It's pretty nuts. Uh, but it's still very fucking cool. Yeah. Also, there's not a lot of fun to be had on here in terms of tone, but the title track. That's the one. The, that's, yeah. that's the one poppy type it, of thing. It is kind of an outlier on here. And then like Jennifer, that song just slapped. Jennifer could be an opener on like a different album. Jennifer's great. Yeah. Evil as hell. Um, very strong. Uh, yeah, it. it I mean, it's, it's over so quickly that you, it's hard. And it's only, hard to get mad at it. Yeah, the only song I don't like is uh, Marooned, Marooned on Piano. Pino. Jesus Christ, Marooned on Piano Island. Uh, it's just as interesting as the rest of them, I think, especially in some of the textures, but I just, uh, I just don't find it to be that memorable or as memorable as the others. I would agree with that. It is that one and, and Face are like the, dare I say, the weakest, and even though... Oh, uh, yeah, the face and the embryo? Yeah. Uh, I like it. It takes a, a minute to show what it really is, though. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like sometimes these take a while for me to be like, oh, fuck, that is, that is pretty rad. Uh, and I was pretty upset at the vocals, but it wasn't like... A, I was still, I guess, waiting to get used to them or to get the Stockholm Syndrome or to just something. I've, I think in the end, I won't be able to come back to this one because I just don't like them that much. Yeah. I don't like the album enough for that, even though I do think it's a good album. Yeah. I, this, you know, I gave it personal. This has, hey, feels good. Well, in comparison to everything yeah. else, feels good. I think it's a refreshing take on post-hardcore. Because when you think post-hardcore, you, you do... They could. You think you do think a lot of stuff. I mean, we caught plenty, plenty, you know, like unwound and and mm-hmm. kit and stuff. And you kind of you kind of get the, you you know exactly what it's gonna feel like. At least this doesn't feel like that. Or like you hear those bands and you're like, they all hang out. You hear this, you're like, they're not associated with them no, at all, right? It is a, it you it feels like it could be classified as the same thing, but it's it's not, or, or it shouldn't be. Uh, even though I guess technically it is, but. Alex's personal favorite, cool album, very brief, worth a shot. If you can get over the vocals, uh, they do get worse. <laughs> Hell yeah, they do. <laughs> but uh, this is the, this is the follow up. This is 2002. This is March on Electric Children. Actually, I think this song is very cool. I thought I was on board. And yeah, for Blood Brothers. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you so much. It's whining. But listen to these fucking arrangements of these Oh yeah. They're crazy. Could I just... Epitaph Records. Could I just get these as instrumentals? I would buy the shit out of those. It'd be a lot cooler. <laughs> also, that threw me off because I saw... When I went to listen to it, I saw Epitaph. I was like, I don't remember them being on Epitaph, but I guess they purchased... It's a reissue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they purchased the rights to their albums. This song has already gone through a million... I actually like this a lot. It's so weird. 
It's so fucking weird. I love it. I guess in that instance, it's an, accept, it's an acceptable yeah. example. So this song alone is already a perfect example. How batshit they went. Yeah. Like, how many songs have we heard, basically, in one? <laughs> you might as well play the whole song. It's almost fucking over. Basically, might as well. It's so mappy. There it is. Yeah, that song is a minute 40, and we heard, like, five different songs on there. Yeah, so this is another... This is all this up is 24 minutes long. It's a concept album, which... I, if you want a 24-minute concept album, I, right on. Hey, I... I, I kind of want I wanted to save it for a different band we have coming up, but I I like the idea of short concept. You you said it in the past. Yeah, I yeah. like it too. I'm yeah, a big fan of it. It's like taking the the what the trope of a concept album that they're these like bloated, huge, epic things yeah. and being like, oh no, we're gonna we're just gonna slam that out real That's quick. actually my next project. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it's it, to me, it's a musical short story. And that's yes. the way I find it to be far more fascinating than this long epic with all these characters. I, I'm not just not into that shit. But uh, I love it depending on the band. I suppose. But uh, cool album. I think it's better than the last one. I think everything is is better in, in some way as it, as it goes along in terms of the structure and in terms of the insanity. I think is, is <laughs> it is far wilder dude yeah if people if you guys thought that first song was like hard yeah. to get th- the next song after is like uh, even more brutal oh meet me at the waterfront after the, the social some of these songs i just refuse to say the full they're full. long and obnoxious for sure uh so oh and the the title track yeah um they have that opening guitar riff which i think is really cool but then there's so much chaos going on. You almost yeah. forget the guitar riff is there, which is something I feel like they know they're aware of. Uh-huh. And on their later albums, they're actually better at being like, oh, we have this this cool riff, whether it's on the keyboard or the guitar. And they do a way better job of highlighting it. Better later production, on. way better at, at uh, not burying other instruments. Here, this is also uh, Matt, uh, Matt Baylor's produced or co-produced, and uh, it sounds better than the last one for sure. But it still has problems where things get buried. Like the last one, which I didn't mention, it sounds like that guitar. Uh, at least one of the guitars. I'm sure both of them are, are DI, which mm-hmm. uh, which is a really really very recognizable distortion distortion sound which is very you know flimsy and kind of weak uh don't know for sure but it sure sounds like it this one sounds a lot better but uh the title track was was where i was like god damn the music is so solid i'm actually starting able to tune on some of these vocals like i'm starting to fucking these are crazy good songs uh the one i kind of had uh, oh fuck it also I, I had a fun time with kiss of the octopus it is enraging vocals and- but too strange not to like but also yeah it's really strange and then that's probably like the first time they start doing something hooky it's it's an absolute mess in the best way possible yeah but then on the main course you get this like big rock and roll like do you want to live forever baby fuck yeah it's just it's fun it's it is a fun thing to sing it is fun it is very rock and roll in that that spirit and even the awful vocals make it stand out in like, especially that, that chorus or that 
whatever the hell it is. Uh, it makes it stand, stand out amongst the others in a way I don't hate, and I don't know why I don't hate it. Like mm. That's how I feel about most of this. I don't even understand how this album is so good because I hate so many things about it, most of the vocals. But it, fuck, like, I, I just, like, math, well, not math, but like, math core, it's a hard genre because everything is like, you're just okay. There's a million riffs thrown at you and weird time signatures, but this is in a way that's so uh, almost absurd. Like this is so fucking weird. This is so crazy. These are such inventive and ridiculous riffs. I I, I fucking love it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, well, if if uh, you're if you're a music nerd in and you like this like abrasive, harsh music yeah w- repeating my it, it it's so it's so hard to deny yeah the the songwriting at its core in ex- exactly that fucking uh was it like Simon's gun it has oh, like these crazy dude. snare clicks and the awesome kinda, awesome bass it's kind of funky yeah. like yeah. oh man that song yeah that like piqued my interest and uh w- w- which one is it it's um junkyard j first the Sun Skin Army Girls, High Fives, La Hives. That's the full name of the, the song. It's fucking mm-hmm. assholes. But <laughs> it's so cool. It sounds like a super fast Jesus Lizard with those guitars, with those, yeah. those riffs. Like that type of Dwayne Dennison, really eerie, ringy uh, arpeggio type thing. It's that, but it's way spastic, way faster. Uh, I think it's very cool. And then, yeah, I think American Vultures... Oh yeah, the closer. Holy is a, shit! It's a great closer. At the time, it's it's weird because they're more aggressive here, but also American Vultures is kind of like telling you the the direction the band's going to be going in. Too. It's a fascinating, weird song. So I, I, that's like that wraps up the I'm story s- of the of the concept, uh, uh, the concept yeah. album part of it. So before you put it on, because it's such a thing that that. You won't be expecting. And it's also like, wait a minute. Are these dudes just fucking theater nerds? Yeah. It feels like a fucking, like, I mean, it's vampire music, dude. Just put it on because it's fucking, it's <laughs> but, dork nerd vampire theatrical music. But also I think for people like me who only heard their last two albums, it's like, oh, of course this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> This part. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> I forgot it starts out with the most annoying fucking thing. <laughs> Same. I maybe should have wrote a timestamp, but. This is like a solo in a vampire play. Yeah, yeah. They should play this on uh, the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows. Actually, honestly. <laughs> so, it's fucking kooky. It's kind of ridiculous, but I fucking like it. And, and like, it, it works. It does work. And it, and it would not work if it wasn't that well written. Mm-hmm. Which is... It's such a, 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 a unusual and, and kind of delightful closer. <laughs> but this band is like someone serving me the best piece of cake I've ever had, but then you do have to eat shit on top of it. Uh, that just makes it <laughs> shit. You're just eating shit at that point. But that cake is so fucking good. The cake is damn good. It's a very well-made cake. Oh, boy. But we're about to, to take a shift to long albums now. Oh, they're... Yeah. 
They are long, but they are. I, I don't know. It didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. But uh, anyway, might as well might as well jump into it. Here it is. The big the, the first big jump in quality production wise. I think you're gonna hear. Uh, this is 2003's Burn Piano Island Burn. It's kind of evolved into, I don't want to say it's final form, but not quite, but I, I was, I like this, I like this a lot. It's a cool uh, song name. It's 40 seconds too, we're going to hear the whole thing, and then the next song, but this yeah. is called Guitar Me, Guitar Me, Guitar Me, yeah. yeah, it's a cool, cool intro. For, That's fucking yeah. rad. Super fucking rad. I mean, I might as well just... <laughs> it's, it's over. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't know if you were gonna play fucking greatest. It's also this is probably a fucking hot take. This is my worst least favorite. I I here, here's what I will give you because yes. I don't have any strong feelings for this band. Yeah, it is. I think I believe it is the worst of the last three albums. So so I gave it worst least favorite because even though. On the next album, there are things I arguably really, really hate. Like, really hate. Really? But I can admit... I can admit (laughs) they're doing some things really well, too. They sure are. And to me, this album is they are stuck between two worlds, and they are kind... They're going through growing pains, and even though I objectively don't like things. Yeah. And so you get this kind of meh album where it's like one they they always want to be annoying but there's a choice in how they're going to be annoying and like here it's like are we going to do it with the vocals are we going to do it with like abrasive harsh music and it's kind of straddling these these two worlds and not doing either well for me i like it i think it's a good album i think it's flawed and i think it's it's actually too long and and then yeah i think the length like towards the end i'm just like you feel it you start feeling it this should have ended a long time ago. Honestly, this is the only album that I felt was like, holy shit, end this album already. But I still like a whole bunch of it. Uh, also, we should say, produced by oh, the, the new metal god himself. Ross Robinson. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell. Fucking Machine Head, Dude, that, Korn, Limp Bizkit, Slipknot, Sepultura, Norma Jean, Dude, uh, I, He Pure Factory, Concrete. If he's not like one of the richest produce or like at the time one of the richest producers he fucking should be because this man had his hands in some of the biggest new metal acts oh yeah maybe not the most uh uh not the best music quality but <laughs> maybe like, not the most artistic uh value artistically valuable artist no but this, this guy's probably got a house full of platinum records oh oh easily uh which is which is wild that uh, oh, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> but uh, so a little, little. I mean, there's not much backstory here, but uh, Jordan did have a couple things to say uh, about the album art. He says, "Quote on our past two records, Adultery and March On, Morgan did both of those. Uh, with March On, he wanted to take sort of uh, all the ideas and make them into concrete images. With the new one, we wanted to try something completely different than the style of artwork we've been trying before. So Cody, Johnny, and our friend Jaeger designed all that." 
wearing something really colorful, something that looked almost silk screened. Uh, I actually, I kind of actually do like the, the cover of this album a lot. I think, I it's, think a, it's okay. I think all their album covers, except for one, are pretty atrocious. I don't know. I don't know about that one. What was all in it? No, Look, they're not, they're not that's great. bad. I think this, I like one. You're right. I like one as well. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like two. I like this okay. one too. But this is this would be my second favorite. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and now onto like the, the songwriting process, which is it is an interesting thing. Like how do you com- how do you make these fucking songs? They are completely bad shit. And then you have Jordan and Johnny being super annoying. But <laughs> Jordan says uh, our songwriting process is kind of boiled down to a science almost. Cody and Morgan will have a riff or maybe a skeletal structure of a whole song. Three musicians in the band will get together and kind of work it out and exchange ideas while me and Johnny either go and work on lyrics or watch. So hold on. <laughs> so now we know who we like and who we don't like. Yeah. It's so, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't expected to be that cut and dry. Even, like, even without hearing that quote, I know who I like. The thing is, it's like, I didn't expect it to be like the singers are literally doing, doing nothing for the music. Uh, I mean, he like he says here, it's pretty basic. We'll come in and make suggestions. Maybe a part needs to be richer, and we'll take like a rough cut of it, put whatever lyric. But like, uh, and then you know, he says, right, Johnny is really good at writing kind of hooky melodies to pretty chaotic parts, so it all works out. And I don't think Johnny's uh, like organ stuff comes into play until much later. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's like you have these incredible three musicians making like, these amazing songs, and then this fucking these assholes screaming over. <laughs> Like I said, like, fucking growing pains here. <laughs> I think the songs are still pretty good, though. Um, I I will say, yeah, the the production is is sleeker on here for sure, for sure. Uh, and there, even stuff like which I, I imagine you have a I, huge problem with ambulance versus ambulance. What did I write about that song? It is the most emo sounding song in the album. Oh yeah, I okay. So I tried listening to this right after I listened to the last album. And then when I got to ambulance versus ambulance, I had to walk away. Really? I, I just turned it off. I'm like, I need to go for a walk. I need to cleanse my palate or something. Maybe come back to it the next day. I came back to it the next day. I'm like, I'm fucking tired. Well, hold on, dude. Well, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, dude. Hold on, dude. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. The emo moments are, are great. I still like it. I still actually don't even mind the emo parts. <laughs> yeah. I think that bass sounds fucking awesome. I think it's punchy. I don't mind the song I so much. D- yeah. I, that's the song where I tapped out. I was like, previous albums, real short. I can listen to uh-huh. these in a row. I physically cannot listen to them in a row. I can maybe like have them on, but I'm mentally not going to be there. I think USA Nails is one of their best songs. I actually, I fucking love that it. Was kinda, it. That was kind of, that was kind of interesting. Um, Some of those sections are just absolutely incredible. Incredible. I, these guitar lines are fucking twisted and unsettling. They got these creepy, weird backup vocals that are like kind of low in the mix. And like, they're not screamed or sung. They're just sort of there. Super tight arrangements. I, I fucking, I uh, dig it a lot. Other things I like, the title track, the clean guitar parts around three oh, minutes. Dude. Those are real. In like the last on. 40 seconds, right? It's like at the very That's end. A, yeah. Exactly what fucking I wrote. That's what, exactly what I fucking wrote. So good. It's so good. <laughs> so many. That's exactly what I fucking uh, wrote. Last, yeah. The clean guitar parts and then the last 40 seconds. Like. Hell yeah. Well, I think that is at the three. Yeah. This yeah. Is the same thing. Yeah. So here we go. The greatest part of this album to me. <laughs> So good. 
And the vocals are like out of 10 here. They're fine. They're fine. I think they're fine. This is fucking awesome. I just want to cut off the rest of the song. Just have this. Oh, shit. That's so fucking rad. Uh, so that part is great. There are moments of there, not, ju- not just in that song, but in, in other parts, really remind me of, of like a Wars Volta, like like in terms of the style of writing and certain certain things in here make me fucking cringe, dude. I wish I called them Wars Volta growing up to my friends. I would have, I would have paid money to be that. Oh shit! It's not even that clever. No, because they don't even sound like Volta all the time. Like almost yeah, never, never. Just in a few songs. Yeah. And the other time that I I absolutely hate, and I do like the song, but these parts are so bad to me. Every breath is a bomb. The, the some of these fucking moments are just so cringy and and volta but, but in a way it's like oh god it's like fucking oh i just hate those progressions uh I, but i still like the song because yeah. there's so so many sections of the song and so many of the sections are just so good i th- that's kind of one of the highlights to me is yes it's that's a prime example of these vocals are really, really pushing my buttons. But the way that song evolves and changes, uh-huh. I think is is cool. Uh, what, what is it? Um, I mean, there's so many songs in there. There's a few more I want to talk about. Uh, I th- Cecilia and the Silhouette Saloon. That's another highlight for me. Now that is the first time we get uh, Johnny's organ ripping and yeah. like carrying the song and making it feel like integrated it, it takes a while before it becomes a fully fully integrated with the band but that's like the first glimpse that we see of it also like the back half of this was so miserable and samey to me that like having cecilia was like oh shit okay i didn't think it was miserable but i do think uh i know where the canaries and crows go and god bless you bloodthirsty zeppelins are both pretty rough and they're back to back yeah and then again it's at the end of a long album and yeah i don't mind the the salesman devon max so much because because it, it has some acoustic guitars in there which we haven't had before it's uh, uh but, but it's obnoxious also, obnoxious it's obnoxious because of johnny's <laughs> shitty or i mean no maybe it's jordan's i forget shitty gipachoto vocals shitty shitty gipachoto ripoff vocals yeah <laughs> like it, it took me admittedly it took me a while to warm up to Guy's vocals but I like his voice now. I love his voice now. I think I, this, I will well, never love this guy's voice. I think I this always like them because they weren't Johnny. And I remember when they split off, and I I'll look it up later when we get towards the end. Uh, when he started a band, I was like, I'm actually going to listen oh, to wow. that, that one because now you've taken away the thing I hate the most. Interesting. So I remember like being kind of excited for that and then listening. I was like, it's okay. It's, it's not amazing. He's he's less annoying, 100%, but he's also just just mimicking a singer, a different singer that I already like and know and very familiar with. So it, they both annoy me almost the same amount. Mm. No, no. There's there's one winner here for the most obnoxious Blood Brother vocalist. It's definitely more obnoxious. Uh, speaking of obnoxious, he is, I think, he's unforgivable in the shame. Oh, uh, I, th- I think that's I think it's Johnny. Is that Jordan? I don't. Either way, 
He just stinks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know fucking know. Sorry. Whoever that is. Because I, I love the song again. It's, it, it, it makes it buzz me up because of how much I love the song. I think the most melodic thing on the album by Miles. It's done really well. And the way it builds up is but, so fucking well, uh, so well done. They kind of know how to do closers. They actually, they're pretty fucking yeah. good at closers. That one, and it has like the thing where it builds up super loud and it chops off and it ends abruptly. But... Well, at least it's not a bitch ass fate. It's not a bitch ass fate. <laughs> Damn right. But it, it feels good. Like it takes a, it builds up for a long time too. It's not like just like a, a quick kind of. It, it builds up for a while. It feels great. Um, I think it's a ton of great songs. I know some of their best is on here, but it is it is rough in areas and it's too long. Uh, but Alex is worse than his favorite. Uh, but we still got some more. We still got a couple more, baby. It's yeah. crazy how I gave that worse and least favorite. And there are things I'm going to get. <laughs> more upset <laughs> here we go baby here we go so here here we go this, this is the breakout album this is 2004's crimes signed a v2 which i don't think is around anymore but at the time ah. considered a big label Oh, they're purchased by Universal. Okay. Already very more more rocking than they've ever been. The most rocking. Yes. More accessible. You can hear what they're playing. Slower. I think it's kind of I'm no I'm not bothered by that. Not bothered so much. They're the worst. This is his worst, most obnoxious form. Really? On this song. I don't mind this at all. No, I fucking on this song right here. Right here. I'm not bothered by this. Right here on this album. I. Ooh, man. If let me tell you, if the music wasn't spectacular. <laughs> this would have easily, easily got it. Oh, fuck, I hate Like a fucking chihuahua. Oh. You hear the piano in the background? I think uh. it was. Yeah. So that one bleeds immediately into Trash River Trash, which I like even more, honestly. Personal favorite. <laughs> I, no, I, yeah, whatever. There's, there's no good way to divvy these. No. What, if people like what they like. I really like this. I was, uh, it, it, it just, it, it just felt like a better version of the last album. It is more accessible. I it's can, less mathy. It's less crazy. But like, God damn, when they have something catchy here and i guess i'm this getting old because you know younger me would have been like no brutal fat but like older me is like no now when they have something hooky they latch onto that and they do it um god damn i i, I like every song on this album every I, single song oh real quick <laughs> yeah i forgot trash flavor trash while yeah. we're still on it i forget my friends with it's i don't know what he's saying but it's fun to sing Rowdy Rowdy Piper. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, I love that song. Fucking rules. And so now, Honestly, now those biggest- two songs kind of feel like holdovers, though. 
like they could have been on the last album. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both they're, they're chaotic and they're mathy and they're crazy, but already you can hear more textures, more layers. Uh, it sounds like they're taking things really seriously with the instrumentation now. They're adding w- more instruments and, and all that. I like, it's slower, like I said, more, it's simpler. It's not simple. It's just simpler. I like what Morgan said where he's like, it's not even that we're playing... At, I'm this reading off Tom. I'm yeah. not quoting him ver- verbatim, but like, it's not even that they're weird instruments. It's that they sound weird because we come from that like hardcore yeah. music background. Exactly. The, the, he says that they're not odd instruments. They're just, they're just regular instruments on odd music. Yeah. Essentially. Um, which, which is a good way to put it. And it, I think it does sound really, really good. I uh, fucking totally forgot about love rhymes with hideous car wreck and how, fucking huge that song i didn't know it was huge i never never heard it maybe not like that was maybe like the first time a song wasn't actively being played on the radio but when you went on myspace you could not avoid that fucking song oh damn myspace that song was plastered all over myspace holy shit i dig it it yeah compared to the rest it's way indie it's it's, super indie it's the poppiest catchiest thing they've done at this point at this point yep yep which is it it would be jarring except the fact that I I, Again, I think it was a smooth transition. Exactly, to they, this they take their big moments, but they're always like uh, one at a time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do one crazy poppy thing on the next album, and and then uh, on the on the album after that, they'll do one you know whatever different thing. So it's like they'll gain one new trick essentially, yes. and they'll they'll bring that over and carry it over. So it just they keep adding different layers, and. The organ stuff, I think it's fucking awesome. I think like a, a peacock, a, a peacock skeleton with, yeah. with cricket, dude. Fucking, and since the songwriting in general has taken a huge leap forward, but the organ stuff sounds fucking awesome. It does, yeah. Peacock's like the first time where we, like the previous albums, we talked about how these things get buried. Peacock skeletons is like no, that is the focus of the song, and we're gonna run with it. And yeah. it's it's a it's a good choice. Hell yeah. Um. Man, rats, rats, something. Or rats and rats and rats and rats and rats for candy. That yeah. was the one where I got the whiny little bitch <laughs> fatigue. But again, <laughs> I know, those, I know those. Cl- I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, the clean guitar parts again. So fucking good. good. <laughs> again, they have the most annoying vocals, maybe on the album on that song. <laughs> But those clean sections, oh baby, Holy oh shit. baby! I cannot think of another band where I have such conflicting feelings. These songs are what I imagine being manic depressive feels like. Yeah, it, it's just, just, it's so baffling. Like, man, <laughs> holy shit! No one told him, huh? No one told him. Like everyone hates you. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! You three boys. If you ditch these two singers, <laughs> fuck. I just needed a better singer to be like, if you guys ditch these two guys, I will take I you know. to the mountaintop. To be fair, Johnny so he, was playing the organ. He was. He's then, like contributing a huge and amount. It, and even Jordan said, like, he's responsible for the hooky part. Yeah. And that's that's a huge deal. This a he fu- just needs to shut up. Someone fucking monkey pawed this band. Into oh, existence. dude, exactly. Oh my god, that's exactly that's perfect way to put it. <laughs> Fucking uh, dude, what was it live at the the Apocalypse Cabaret? Comes up, brings on the energy in just the perfect way for pacing. 
you do kind of um that continuing that thing from vulture that is kind of like a loose like it's like this punk version of cabaret it's got throughout throughout the whole album it's got that old west piano on there Mm. not to mention the outro is the most gorgeous thing they've ever done it is it's just straight beautiful piano it's like (laughs) again adding little things little layers like oh fuck i didn't expect them to do to start doing that now they do that now yeah uh Fucking Beautiful Horses, one of my favorite songs of theirs, comes in hot rules. Uh, those riffs are fucking, ooh, oh boy, those riffs. And then what? goes, them fucking what? out of nowhere, goes full stone metal. Full, yeah, that is like weird for them. Like Wolf Party, awesome. Wolf Party's great too. Uh, what was it? That, that, that one actually is weird. And then, yeah, Devastator, or yeah, Devastator does like play into the like cabaret theme. Um, um, and then, I didn't realize this was a bonus. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and metronomes are bonus tracks. Yeah, but uh, metronome, even though it's a bonus track, I I think as a closer. I, I don't like that one. Really? I'm not a fan of metronomes. I like ladies and gentlemen a whole bunch. Mm, okay. Uh, I'm not, not too big on metronomes. I'm, I'm actually glad. I mean, I like ladies and gentlemen a lot, but it, I would rather both of them let, be left off because as, as Again, the, 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 album, as, yes. the album as it is, I think is just fucking perfect. Yeah. yeah. Just walk away from. Yeah. That's fair too. And it, again, it, I his vocals fucking drive me up a fucking wall. They 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 are more cat like. They they're the most cat like on here than they've been since the the first EP because he kind of steps away from the from the cat stuff in the first couple albums. Here they're they're pretty. And let me cat-like. tell you, when he's walking around on stage doing T Rex arms and really was that him doing that? Because he plays. He plays fucking organ, oh, well, right? Well, he plays the organ, but like some songs he can like oh, walk so he, away. He steps away, does his T-Rex thing, steps oh, back. Oh my fucking God. Because <laughs> I for sure have seen him twice because I think I was like, I'm never going to watch this band again. And then they opened up for Trail of Dead. I was like, oh, all right. And then I may have like stumbled into a third time. And then I just, <laughs> I just keep seeing this band. Deleted like. it from my memory. <laughs> oh, shit. I think it's great. I really dig this album. Even, even, if- I mean, I always had, I always had fun watching Mark because I was a drummer and I would just, be, the second Dude. time I was like, I'm just going to watch Mark. I'm not going to pay attention to Johnny. I'm just going to laser focus on Mark. We didn't even talk about how incredible the drums are in this he- band. They're unbelievable. He's, yeah, kind of getting lost in the hatred. He is so, so good. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So a uh, little, little bit more about the making of this or backstory. Uh, produced by John Goodmanson or Good Manson, you know, instead of the bad Manson that we just <laughs> lost to, to death or whatever. Uh, yeah, he's uh, another big guy. He did he the Cat for Cutie, Cedar Kenny, the Catheters, the Posies, Wu-Tang. Uh, Hanson and Sepultura. I mean, oh, yeah. Tom adds, now that's what I call eclectic. Holy shit. Hanson and Sepultura. And Wu-Tang Clan. Wu- thing is, at least Wu-Tang, you can, you can uh, chalk up to being uh, really, really hard like Sepultura. Yeah. Hanson and Wu-Tang, not so much. No. You know? Like, not so much to, to, to like, holy well, shit. It's more like the first bands listed here, like Death Cab, Sleater Caddy, The Posies. That makes sense. Yeah. And then you, uh, what the, the fuck? Yeah, Holy and then like no, it's more like Wu Tang and Sepultura are like the outliers. The, honestly, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is pretty crazy. But uh, what does Morgan say about about? He says some stuff about playing live. He says uh, this is a quote from Morgan. He says 
We specifically wrote some songs in the album so that they would be fun to play live. So the material kind of lends itself to playing it live. Johnny has his Wurlitzer, which is the organ, and MIDI keyboard for organ sounds. I have my bass, guitar, and uh, bass, guitar, and keyboard. Cody has his guitar, so he managed to make the sounds work. However, in the future, I don't know about how we'll make it work. I have ideas of bringing an upright bass. Can't wait to take that on tour. Don't know how to make it fit. Which yeah. is what will happen because here it does still sound like a band. Yes. Uh, which will change a little bit on the next album, but this is like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, it's fucking rad. Yeah, if, also, yeah, if you're like a smaller band, I totally understand not wanting to drag around an upright bass. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I know fucking Trevor Dunn has done it a whole bunch. I think that's a little different if that's like the only thing you're playing. And though. Mr. Bungle, it was not the only thing he was playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he yeah, like Bungle had like the biggest. No, I mean Bungle back then, not Bungle yeah. now. Yeah. Uh they had just like the biggest band in the world. Yeah. Not in popularity, just in member number of members and instruments. <laughs> uh so around this time, uh believe around this time, yeah, 2005 Johnny Johnny and Mark released an album um Chandeliers in the Savannah under the name Neon Blonde. Um, and then uh, they also released, I think, uh, an EP or like in 2005 as well. And then uh, Jordan and Cody, along with members of the Locust and Yaya's, formed Headwound City. I remember Headwound that. City, which that, is crazy. What a crazy combination. That is more like the Locust. That fucking is crazy punk. Like Locust is pretty wild. Yeah, Headwound City fucking slaps from what I remember. Very good. Very cool. Very cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, the big album for them. This is my favorite. I think it's killer. Just, I don't think there's a bad song on it. Um, sure, it has some annoying vocals, but the writing, the presentation, the fucking, the, the scope of it, the, the arrangement, it's just fucking spectacular. There, there, there's still plenty of moments to get lost in the riffs, but it's simplified enough for you to, to actually p- notice what's happening and to hear every every instrument that, that's being played. Can't, yeah, I can't even think of a band to like com- compare the the emotions and feelings. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But we got one left, and uh, you, if you've been paying attention, you know a little bit about how this is gonna go. Glad we came together on Indeed. this one. Wasn't expecting that, but. I, mean, I was expecting it at first, and then when the episode started, I was like, we're not going to agree on that at all. We're not going to agree at all on this. But this is 2006's Young Machetes. Fire, fire, fire! So, oh, I'm the, oh, it feels so good. That bass. I hate them, but it's kind of a, the vocals are kind of appropriate. They make sense. Annoying, but they make sense. And this shit gets stuck in my head. I fucking blast dudes right now. What are we doing? It's blasting, but it still feels more driving. I know it acts on like a dancey. Oh man, it's so fucking rad. So the accessibility of the last one is here, but even more simplified. Yet it's still, it's more heavy than it is fast and complicated. Also, these are just somehow better songs. Better 
best writing Yes For sure I would listen to that whole fucking song Best Best And I don't even think it's perfect uh, No it's not perfect I actually think The, the last album is, is a better paced album And that's why I like it more But I think this has the absolute The good songs on here incredible. Are the best things they've, they've ever, ever done And I would say There's only two songs that I don't care for and one of them I already liked from the first EP. Yeah. What What are they? Well, the, uh, they re-recorded uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, Part 2, the, you know, now the, now That's the bitch. That's totally different. It's the same song. But it's different. It's the exact same song. It just, it's just better done. It's on, better recording. It's, it's called 1, 2, 3, Guitars here. It's called 1, 2, 3, 4, Guitars here. But it's the same song. It's a re-recording of the old one, but it's, it's just more fleshed out. It's a... I thought it was more groove. Are we talking about the same? Oh, yeah. I believe so. I'm going to play it. One yeah. of us. Yeah. Is a- play it back to back if you can. So this is, yeah, what do the four guitar. This is totally different. Is it? Because it sounded, wait. Because I recognize this as the song from the first EP. Now, I- now we got to put on. All right. Well, I'm gonna let it play while you're pulling it up. Yeah, yeah, do that. So this is—I find this to be annoying as fuck. No, I like this. I'm not I, into this. I like the break from like the crazy mash shit. I like the break. I just don't love and how I think it came it's a good. Yeah. For pacing wise, it's a good decision for sure. And I think it works—the like funky, groovy. It does work overall. Okay, so now I'm going to play one, two, three, act two, now you're the bitch. Okay. So you're, first of all, 100% correct about the intro. Definitely different. Way different. Wait a minute. Oh, is it the second half of it? Because it does get groovy, right? This is a completely different song. You're right about that. Wait a minute. So... Hold on, let me just uh, get my bearings right. So this, on that song, this is what happens when you listen to EPs off YouTube. Fair enough. Yeah, that is true. And the only other song that I I, I don't like, and I thought I was gonna be won over on my, on my on my second listen, and I wasn't, is "Spit Shine Your Black Clouds," and it's just too indie and poppy, and it, like that chorus is like, all right, I get boy. It. I don't mind it. What. I think, you know, if I could fantasy produce this, I'm cutting every song after Lift the Veil, Kiss the Tank. Oh, you're crazy. Not every song. I think they're all fucking bangers. I know. All those songs just kind of run together to me. I love them all. I love them all in so many different ways. But let me tell you. What a what a shame that Street Wars, Exotic Foxholes is not the closer. I, I love Giant Swan as a closer. I love them both so much. I love both of them so much. And I actually I think, do like Giant Swan as a closer just because of the it's the most dramatic and deep and dynamic. It's the most think, dynamic song. I think it's a good song, but I yeah, I would yeah, I would cut some things and close with Street Wars because Street like, Wars is fucking great. It yeah. is fantastic, and it's that's it, one that has a, it has stand up bass in there, and it's got acoustic guitars. It's fucking excellent. It's the most one of the most musical things I've ever done. Uh, I love Giants One as a closer. I think it's their best closer. It feel, that's, that song to me feels like them completely evolved. They fully developed. Yes. It is a perfect form. They've become this amazing fucking thing, and 
like I said, like I think the last album had the every song I loved. I loved every song. I think I had better pacing. But holy shit! Like first of all, this was produced by Keep It Chota and John Gibbonson. So they brought in Gee, the guy they keep copying, <laughs> whose voice they keep copying to produce this, and it is the best sounding record by miles. Oh, for sure. Like the drums have that fucking giant, powerful in the room live feel. Uh, you could hear every every instrument clearly. Mm-hmm. Nothing is overpowering anything else. Everything is sitting in its own spot in the mix. Uh, it's just so chunky and heavy. And this is the slowest thing they've done. They've had. The, I mean, it's not like a slow album, but so many things you can hear so clearly what's happening. And there's and and the writing is just holy shit. And you get shit like fucking Laser Life, which is super indie and bouncy, but perfect for pacing because it follows uh, We Ride Skeletal Lightning, which is fucking crazy, crazy, crazy fucking. I mean, also, we, we Ride Skeletal Lightning is one of the coolest song names. It's a great name. It's a great title. Um, yeah. But yeah, Laser Life. Um, yeah, that's where the piano comes in, gives it this different, this different vibe. Strong ass bass lines. Love it. And then it gets wild at the end. Uh, camouflage camouflage is where it hit me how much i don't mind the vocals on this album i think it's the way they're they're mixed mm, like interesting because he's most they're mostly doing the same thing they're doing a lot more singing they're doing a lot more singing together like not just harmony but just like with each other it's not so much them one guy doing the copying gee and the other guy doing the cat noises it's more of them doing the same thing with each other um also i don't on camouflage camouflage is that guitar and or are they playing the same thing or is it one i, over- I don't know yeah because the, the for sure the organ on this album is dominant it, yes it's dominant it feels like it's fully a part of the band it feels like you if you took it out there'd be a problem like don't fucking touch <laughs> it it sounds amazing like it's fully a thing that they that like i said like a perfect form of evolution it, now the organ is a thing that is it's it's so in, integral to the sound now I would agree with that. Yeah, there's so many fucking. Uh, I, I I love so many things clunky, on here. Clunky, clunky second half for me. But love the second half. Last two songs and the first half are, without a doubt, the the best things they've ever ever written. Yeah, the the the, the leap forward in in writing. It's not like again. I it's, I love the last album, but it's it, it's just so advanced. It feels it's, like it's so crazy to like. And they're not, they're not the only band this happens to, but like to hear a band reach these like these highs and this be like, yeah, we weren't getting along. Like, holy shit! Like, because I don't know if you have anything else to add about this album, but uh, yeah, they would they would break up. break up after. Yeah, uh, and like you said, form a million satellite bands, kind of. Not satellite bands, but you know they split off and do. Past lives was the band I was. Past well, lives. I was like I will listen to that band. That we yeah that was Jordan, Mark and uh, and Morgan, which is oh and and Devin, yeah, yeah. the original guitarist. And um, then the other one that I saw open for Queens of the Stone Age one time was Jaguar Love, but that had Jaguar J- Love that had Johnny in it, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah, jo- Johnny and Cody, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> Bye-bye. They formed it with Jay Clark, who was in uh, Pretty Girls Make Graves. Um, yeah, I suppose. I, I'm curious to hear uh, all these, but yeah, so they, they broke, and there's like, there's an interview uh, with Jordan from Advice, and like, 
This was like in 2014. It's funny. This is from Vice. It says, after the Blood Brothers breakup in 2007, all the members scattered to jobs, families, and more bands than I could possibly care about. Like, all right, asshole. Like, it's like you were part of that. You were part. You were in two. No, no, no. The Vice wrote that. Oh, about oh, them. oh. Like, okay. Jesus Christ. Sorry, dude. I thought like, that was a quote. Yeah, it's never Such mind. a diss, but it is pretty funny. I mean, I think Head Wound City is worth seeking out. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. So this is uh, what Jordan said about the, the reunion in 2014. He says, uh, for me personally, it's the opportunity to reconnect with the guys in the band and play those songs again. The guys are a huge part of my life. We grew up together. I've known Johnny since I was 12. And the opportunity to be in the same room with them all again was something I've looked forward to. And playing live has always been my favorite part of being in the band. Uh, and uh, his response to why the band won't record new music, he, he says, we are not doing that no one wants that i mean by the end we all just felt we'd done as much as with it as we possibly could do it became harder to find that middle ground where we were all inspired we've been a band for 10 years we started when we were 16 and years between 16 and 26 it's ridiculous the changes you can go through way more than the changes between 26 and 36 if you ask me i mean that's pretty yeah you know never mind that's, that's pretty big too but so let me just say if they do are they in their 40s now or are they 30s they're probably in the 30s uh if 2014 they if they broke up in uh probably late 30s dude yeah late 30s maybe early 40s the older they get if they do shows in their like late 40s it's gonna be fucking hilarious i See, mean the 2014 reunion it was already like damn yeah boy got big like, yeah <laughs> seeing a, a grown ass man do those like yeah it's a it's a little yeah it's it's it hurts me doing it yeah it's a it's yeah but to be to be fair they went out on a fucking high note oh and, fuck yeah they and, did and they knew that they were done that's also no, that, to yeah. be like we did this great album i guess we're done we've evolved, yeah. we're finished crimes and uh Young Machetes, which also that's the best album art, which I think. Oh, yeah. Young yeah, Machetes yeah. is for sure um, the best album art. Yeah. That's where they were getting all the exposure, doing the late night TV. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it kind of reminds me of at the drive in where, where it's like a similar situation where it's like, you know, they they put in the time and work. And then towards the end of the career, they're getting all the recognition. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, which if, I if respect. Not, if you're not there anymore, like mentally, then it means nothing. Who cares? You just it doesn't matter that the world now cares you're moving you're done you're yeah gone um and uh afterward this is this is all from tom this is like post 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 like really 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 recent um because they reunited and then that's it they reunited for those shows and then that was it um he says uh tom says there were super fans and then there's the dude that made the blood brothers fan site however love and a fancy website are no substitute for coherent grammar so to wikipedia and discogs we go like you can't even you, apparently it's, you can't even make out what's like on there it's, mm. it's, that, it's that rough um but let's see um yeah headwood city which we talked about um they regrouped and released an album in 2016 oh shit i didn't know that and that's like the most recent thing um that jordan put out if I were if I recover from this, I might maybe maybe might seek that out. Uh, Johnny had a bunch of projects during Blood Brothers time that we talked about, uh, but not not much from him in the past decade or so. Mark, um, as with Whitney, doesn't seem to have been mu up to much musically in the past decade. 
According to the Ultra Fan website, he's married and living in Seattle. All right, it's very nice. Uh, Morgan joined Fleet Foxes in, in 2010, seemingly still a member. I I tried to call Hillary before coming here. I should have done it, you know, in advance because she like follows them on Instagram, so oh. she probably knows. But apparently, yeah, they're this all like family family men. Ah, uh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, Cody uh, still making music. Sometimes go goes by the name Jr. Slayer, which Tom says now that's. Club porn star name. Jared Slayer is a pretty badass name. It's honestly. pretty cool. Um, I mean, arguably, he already has a cool name. Cody Volato, Votelato, which I was, I kept saying too many times at the beginning of the episode, is already a super fucking great name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he, that that's a, almost a rare, like in the, at least in the past episodes that we've done. Usually, there's like a oh, who knows? Maybe in the future. This seems like. And then they stopped, and now they're done, and uh, here we are. I wish more bands would do that. This, like, we have a pretty good, you know, discography. Let's not mess that up. And if we play shows, we play shows. I think it's also weirder because they're young. Like, usually, you see, you don't see it where like they have this band and they did this big thing, and then they break up, and then they all just have families and move on when they're in you, their 30s. Like, that's I, I think that's super rare. Yeah, usually, you know, maybe they form other bands, and then one of those bands gets some more recognition. Yeah, but, but this is, it seems like everyone just sort of like, all right, and now we like no they, longer do music. Yeah. Like, one of them does, but it's like, they're not really doing much. Yeah, like they lived that, they lived that life and kind of scratched that itch. That's interesting. That's, I, I it's almost more noble. I respect it more, yeah. more than their vocals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, I respect mass murder more than their vocals. Uh, maybe not respect, but I definitely can tolerate it more. That's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for so much for hanging out and, and chilling with us and talking smack I mean we're the ones doing all those things but still uh, let's do a little recap uh, personal favorite this adultery is right this goes down smooth compared to other things maybe not too remarkable or memorable uh, worse least favorite burn piano island burn this is a band stuck between two worlds uh, though the worst of everything and then uh Despite the vocals, Young Machetes is their best, uh, best album art, best hooks, best riffs, best songwriting. Best production. Best production. Yep. Uh, and for me, the Blood Brothers EP, Worsley's favorite. It is rough to say the least. And this is coming from a guy who hates the vocals across the board. Uh, at least they're mixed better in every album after that. Uh and it's also pretty inconsequential uh, overall. Eight minutes and it don't much. It's not even bad. It just it can't, it's just not. It's rough. And personal favorite crimes. It is uh, the one I like the most. I one I think is the most consistent, the most well paced, the one that has the only one that has no bad songs on it or no songs that I dislike on it. Uh, Date a lot. And then Young Machetes, which is objectively this their fully developed, evolved form. Uh, fantastic shit. Goddamn. Goddamn. Despite the vocals. I mean, we can't even say the vocals anymore. We know. We, we all know. know. You know. We, we know. know. They we know. know. I we bet, know. I bet they know. I bet they know. Ah, I can't damn. even remember what song that is where he says that. I know. Me either. <laughs> uh, but it's just ingrained in my. Thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out with us. Uh, like the video if you like it. Dislike it if you hate 
us for hating the vocals or something. I'm sure you already did you know a long time ago. It's not even a fucking hot take. Uh, I, who, do, who likes them? Fucking lots psychopaths. Of psychopaths. My friends, apparently. Uh, leave your picture best and worst in the comments. Talk shit. Uh, you know, hang out with us. Do whatever you want. Like the video if you like it. Like I said, subscribe if you want to really help us out. Tell a friend if you really want to help us out. You can also check out the Blood Brothers playlist link in the description. Uh, Spotify plays for every episode, pretty much. And we can find those at everyelmever.com. Patreon.com slash every album ever for all the bonus episodes. <clears throat> Super early access to the Loose Ends episodes. 20% off all our merch. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls. And if you're tier two, like Hillary, our good friend Hillary, uh, you get to request artists for us to actually cover and put it on the schedule, which we will get to eventually. It may not be quick, but it'll be on the schedule. Uh, guaranteed. Uh, thank you, Hillary, for suggesting Blood Brothers. Uh, I don't know if uh, Alex will thank you for that, but still thank you. I guess it made for a good episode. I suppose it did. I've been this heated in a while. I know. I know. Uh, it actually has been a while since you've been that heated. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey. You can follow Alex on Instagram at... At Mother Puncture. And real quick, a shout out to Chase. I will learn how to pronounce his last name better for sending us cool cool zines and artwork thank you for sending us your shit it's amazing to have talented fans it's amazing to have fans it's weird it's even weirder when they're also talented we're at a weird level we're not like famous but we have fan it's weird we're famous in our hearts we're still broke we have a handful of people that know who we but are yes the patreons and and chase and hillary much appreciate hillary would still I hope she'd still be my friend without the podcast. We'll see. <laughs> uh, man, it, it's so funny. Like as soon as I released my EP, I just forgot to plug it. I didn't plug. The, I didn't plug it. I you, at that at the beginning. I, I mean, it's oh, yeah. out. And I oh, plugged it last. Like, since cut, that's right. I didn't plug it. The EP. At the, I make music for fuck's sake. I don't know why I didn't plug it. At the, I, you I need know to, what? If you want to tack something on in the beginning, I won't even. We're gonna be doing this a while. Until <laughs> next time. EP. Debut EP self-titled by Panther Monkey. Check it out on all social media. There's a link in the description, obviously, for that. It's uh, my debut EP. It's not my... It's just a, it's a solo project. It's the first thing I've done solo. I'm very proud of it. It's cool. Check it out. Uh, I mean, you already know about it if you are a fan of the podcast. And if you're new and you're still listening, do that. Check it out. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, you can follow our history guy, Tom Osmond, at Tom Osmond Sounds on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as his Substack at TomOsmond.Substack.com. And check out his debut album as well. So much for all day's work, which you can find uh, on all the platforms as well as the description. Cool stuff. And I think, dear shit. Yep. Now, I thought... You were a fan of this band. Oh, going yeah. into this episode, so I didn't really think about like what what, what did he close the album with, I, or close the episode with rather. I was the, well, obviously it's got to be something off Young Machetes. We, uh, we got is it Machetes or Machetes? I was thinking. Oh, machetes. I just like saying Machetes. Oh, okay, I was just okay, no, this okay. is to be silly. <laughs> it's machetes. machetes. No, I just it sound Machetes. I was just gonna suggest Skeletal. You know what? Why the fucking hell not? Let's do it. Hell yeah. So this is We Ride Skeletal Lighting. Thanks for listening and watching. See ya.
Separate me free